Welcome to the Mile Hi-Fi Podcast. Hello, world. I got that backwards this time. Anyway, my name is Carl Jensen, and I'm here with my co-host, Doug Cunnington. Doug, before we start, I came in today, and I looked at this hoodie that you have on, and we just talked about your hoodie fetish. Is fetish the right word for your hoodie? I think so. Yeah, it's a fetish at this point. (laughs) And if you're watching on YouTube, and and viewers, I do encourage you to watch this episode on YouTube, because there are going to be a lot of visual things going on, but you might not be able to see it, but Doug's hoodie is kind of fluffy. He looks exactly like that. What the fuck is that? Clifford, the big red dog. That's exactly what you look like. You're a miniature version of that. So for this podcast episode, I'm going to refer to you as Clifford as the big red Doug. That sounds good. It is so soft and yeah, I I can't say enough about these Melanzanas. I do admit that I'm slightly jealous because that thing looks pretty freaking warm, Doug. I, I might go up to Leadville and get one for myself. We got to make an appointment first, but you'll be able to do it. I will do it. I'm not going to get red. Maybe I'll get a green one soon, and then we could look like ornaments sitting here. It would be very Christmassy if we could get that show out before the holiday. Or maybe we'll have to wait for 2022. So festive. Yeah. So today, we are doing the, I guess, obligatory like year-end review and uh, goals for next year podcast and and sort of topic area. So I'm curious, Carl, do you usually go through like an end of year reflection and think about the 12 months that went by? Yeah, I do. I think it's a pretty stupid task because I think you should be mindful of what you're doing, how you're living your life, what your goals are and where you want to be every single day of your life. So it's kind of silly that we Wait till December 20th or so to start thinking about these things. And then by January 10th, half of them have dropped off. I I think instead of waiting until the end of the year, we should be cognizant of them every single day. But despite that, I still go through this practice every year. So how about you, Doug? Only, funny enough, only for content like this. (laughs) But I try to do exactly what you said, where you know, through the year, um, I'll look back more like maybe on a quarterly basis and I don't have any set schedule, but sometimes I'll, I'll finish something or there's some external trigger where I will go back and, and think about the last few months. Like, Hey, did that go well? Did that not go well? Do I need to adjust along the way? And, you know, annually, I don't necessarily look at it except for this obligatory content. So I've done a few podcast like this, uh, maybe some videos on YouTube where I like reflect and, and talk about the the things that I've done. And, and usually I realize that um, I look at things, like I said, more on a quarterly basis. So it's easy to just like hop back and like, oh, I did a couple things here. That seems good. So you do do it more frequent than me. So basically what Clifford, the big red dog is saying is that he's better than me. If, if we're looking at quantity, actually, yes. Yeah, I'll just say flat out, yes, I like the assessment. I think you're spot on. <laughs> it's okay. I own it. I acknowledge it. So I think we have a good format for today. And you sent over the outline ahead of time. Um, it came at a certain time of morning where I think you're probably on the toilet. Is that accurate? Uh, no, I I have done some outlines on the toilet before, but this one was about five minutes post poop. So if you're, the printout smells a little funny. I'm, I'm sorry, Doug. <laughs> With that said, my printer is not in the same room as my bathroom. That, 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 
That is good. That's good. Okay. Well, we have a, a nice format for today. So we're going to talk about uh, the year in review, Mile High Fi, and our own personal sort of reflection. And then we'll talk about goals for next year, both Mile High Fi and potentially resolutions that we're going to choose for each other. So I had that great idea, uh, I think coming back from Cincinnati, I think on the hangover day, because I don't even remember saying it. Do you? <laughs> I do remember we were at the Waffle House, which might be another reason why you don't remember the Waffle House can corrupt many parts of your body. So yeah, that's probably why you don't remember. But it was a good idea. And audience, we do not know what we are going to tell the other person. We're going to, I'm going to dive pretty deep, especially on one topic. So brace yourselves. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get started with the mile high fi and just think about, did we meet expectations? Did we have specific expectations? So what do you think, Carl? Yeah. First of all, when was our first podcast? Was it back in May? We published it in May. We recorded it at the end of March. Okay. I went into this. I still remember you asked me, I think it was after I recorded for one of your other online adventures at the HQ, if I would be willing to do a podcast with you. And I think you said it very casually, like, yeah, I've been thinking maybe we could do a podcast. And I, I think I immediately said yes, because it had been something I'd been thinking about too. With that said, I had no expectations at all, except it was a self-improvement thing for me. I wanted to learn how to speak a little bit better and how to communicate a little bit better. And that was a poor sentence. So obviously I haven't met my goal yet. But the other thing I always wanted it to be was fun because if we're doing this, we're actually paying to do this. We've had zero ads and we've had to buy a domain and do other stuff. It had to really been fun. It had to be, I had to have a good partner to do this with and it had to be something that would enhance my life and not be a thing I dread going to once or twice a week. So yeah, I had zero expectations. With that said, I think it has met my expectations. I think I'm a better person for having done this podcast and a better person for talking to you, Doug. You have made my life better in some ways, like your supported economy. If you weren't there, I probably would have been in my room um, with a, I was going to go to a dark place. Uh, I, I won't go there. I, I would have been, my talk probably would not have gone as well without Doug's support. So there you have it. How about you, Doug? Thanks for saying that. That's very kind of you. I, I had different expectations, but I'm glad you went, went back and thought about like, Hey, we, this needs to be fun. It shouldn't be like a chore. It shouldn't feel like work, even though technically this is a form of work. So those were very high up, but I think because we had recorded a few episodes before for my show and spent some time together, like I wasn't too concerned about it feeling like work. And it turns out, I mean, we're doing things that we both enjoy, which is having conversations about things that we want to talk about. Like we can choose our topic. We don't have to talk about stuff we don't want to. And then we could talk to smart people. So that was, that was pretty straightforward. And some of the expectations that people, you know, might think that we or other podcasters would come up with, it would be something like X number of downloads in X amount of time. We didn't think about that at all. I think we just wanted to get shows out on a consistent basis. And for me, I wanted to make sure we published every week and didn't miss anything. Just committing to a schedule and sticking with it, which 
very low bar. I mean, that's a low bar. Just show up, record the fucking episode, publish it, right? So we were able to do that. We haven't missed a week. We're actually pretty far ahead on the publishing schedule. And, you know, from that, it sort of removes stress knowing that we're going to be able to, to publish. We committed to a thing and we're able to do it. And the consistency, I think I'll probably end up talking about that a couple of times. Like I'm pretty good at just showing up. Every episode is not going to be the best. And sometimes, sometimes you're going to be hung over, you know, that unfortunately happens. We can control that, of course. But uh, the point is, consistency is something I'm good at, and I'm happy to, uh, I guess, commit to it. So any other expectations or things that you think other people may have expected or uh, other goals that people might set that we didn't even approach? I mean, our, our bar for success was so low that we could only do well. <laughs> What's that? There's a saying that I, I really quite like, and I think about it often. It goes, eagles may soar, but weasels don't get sucked into jet engines. <laughs> it, it is true. So if you set the bar low and don't set expectations, you have nowhere to go but up. But with that said, I think one expectation that someone might have had of us, and maybe me in particular, because I've been in the FI community, is to have pretty good guests on, on the episode. Uh, and I think we have. I think we've done that. We've had J.L. Collins on here twice. We've had Stephen Lauren. We've had some really heavy hitters. And even the ones that people might not know about, and I'm thinking of Eddie and Travis with this one, that was a great episode where they talked about fee-only advisement. And I, just when I think I know everything about investing, you learn something new. So I, I think we've had some really great guests and I don't think anyone in our audience should be disappointed about who we've had. And the other thing I'll say about that is uh, someone who you don't know about can be far more interesting than someone you know about. And I, I think some of that comes down to the interviewer. Like, for example, if we ever get Pete, Mr. Money Mustache on this episode, no one needs to ask him about the 4% rule or early retirement. So there's a a lot of this comes down to the interviewer too. You could bring the most boring person on an interview and make it pretty good or have the most interesting, coolest person on there and make it boring as shit. So I think if people did have that expectations of us, that's not a probably the best expectation to have. Right. And one other thing I'll note is, you know, I wanted to get the episodes out each week, but also improve along the way. And I think we have, and I'm, I'm actually, I'm curious because I know generally you don't re-listen or listen to a podcast that you have been on. So if you listen to any of our shows to basically QA it. I have never listened to one. I, I, I should get over this, but I'm not comfortable with hearing my own voice. So you have pinged me a couple of times via text or email saying, hey, I thought this episode was was great. It was really funny or whatever. And I kind of want to listen to it, but I have never done it. But I should because that's how you get better. I need to hear my own voice and figure out what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, it is. It's it's pretty enlightening to listen to it. And you will, I mean, it's hard to get over how we talk and the way we form our sentences. And I'm very conscious about it right now because I'm thinking about the words that I'm going to say. And now I don't know how to end this sentence. I, I mean, it gets, it gets weird, but uh, very helpful because you potentially can pick out verbal tics or things that you like to do, 
or, you know, same thing, you could be critical or complimentary of me when you go back through it. So I would, I mean, it'll be good if you do go back, but I know I've talked to a lot of people and they say, yeah, I can't listen, listen back to myself, but yeah, check it out. Uh, And usually when I text you, I'm like, it's really funny. These episodes are funny. I'm cracking up. And I was sitting there like, I mean, I'm, I guess it's not great to laugh at your own jokes, but some of the things that I say, I thought, oh, that's pretty funny. I can't believe I said that. <laughs> okay. So on that note, one final thought is, I think I've mentioned this cartoon before. It's called Garfield without Garfield. And what this guy did is he just took the Garfield comic strip, that one with the orange cat, and he eliminated Garfield from the cartoon. So it it's pretty cool. It's pretty brilliant how it works out because John, the cat's owner, kind of becomes some... He looks like he has issues at that point. So on that note, what I'm getting at here is maybe we could have a follow-up podcast episode called Mile High Fi Without Carl, where it's just you talking (laughs) and my voice is edited out and then I could critique you. But I guess the point of that is for us to be able to critique ourselves too. So that doesn't work. Maybe I'll get some kind of voice changer thing for myself so I don't have to listen to myself. But it would be kind of weird hearing you talk and then there's like, a minute and a half of silence, like right now where I'm yammering on and, and then you come in and answer my talk or answer what I said, but no one knows what I said. On a similar note, do you, I mean, you, you write a decent amount, so you probably know you spend a lot or most of the time editing, right? Yes. So it's kind of like that, except you can't go back and actually edit it. You'll just have to like do better in the future. I guess that's what's painful about it too. It's kind of like Twitter. I I don't know how about you, but whenever I tweet, like 80% of my tweets have some fucking air in them. You misspell like the, or you get like there, there, and there wrong. And you sound like you have a fifth grade level or a first grade level of grammar and you can't do anything about it. It's out there. But, and same thing with this, we can't do anything about it if you screw it up. And I, that's a great point. I think that's what makes blogging a little bit less intimidating because you know, when you, screw something up. And I always do if you could just update it. Yeah. No big deal. Okay. So pretty good on that area. Let's talk about our personal review of the year. So Carl, why don't you tell us about your year? Uh, yeah, I, the first thing I would say is I worked way too much in the past six months. I built a shed in my backyard. I have mostly remodeled my kitchen and it was a gut remodel. We're chiseling off the tile floor and just tearing everything out drywall too. And I also put solar panels on my house. Each one of those projects would have been pretty huge. And I did all three of them at the same time while preparing to give the biggest talk of my life at economy. And I probably went over that at least a hundred times in my head. So a hundred times, 25 minutes. Uh, it, it's been very busy and I did too much. So that was a failure on my part. I need to do less in the next year and say no to more things. So my default will always be N-O, except you, Doug. I'll probably say yes to you a little bit more but for myself. And when people ask me to do things, I will by default say no unless I feel very, very strongly about it. That makes sense. I mean, you accomplished a huge amount of stuff, but yeah, I have seen you running around uh, often. And you seem very busy. You seem like a very busy dude. Yeah. As you pointed out earlier, I did our outline like an hour and a half before we recorded today. And that's, I don't like that because on a serious note, you suffer a little bit too if I'm not bringing 
my A game to this podcast, I'm holding you back and you've got a shitty partner at that point. And I'll confess something to you, Jug, Doug. I just called, what did I call you, Jug? <laughs> Jughead. All this, <laughs> this Clifford, the big ride Doug talk has confused me. Like, I think back in July and August, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta quit this podcast. I gotta tell Doug I can't do this anymore. And I actually told it to my wife, Mindy. I'm like, you know, I don't think I can do this. I'm too busy and I'm not giving Doug my best effort. I, I don't do the show notes half the time, which I'm supposed to do. And Doug does all this other work. So yeah, I came pretty close to doing that. But then I decided to sit on it for a couple of weeks and I decided not to. And I'm in a better place now. So it's all good. That is good. Well, you got to let me know, buddy. You could, you could tell me. <laughs> you could tell me about it. <laughs> I almost did. So and I, I probably, I would have been fucking pissed off I'll, I'll tell you that i just talked about all the consistency and uh i think we we could have figured it out because you you half-assing it and being consistent is probably better than just like throwing in the towel so uh but next time you know feel free to bring bring your uh your grievances <laughs> to me I, I well one other thought i had real quick is i'm not a naturally witty funny person i'm pretty boring and and shitty is the wrong word. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty boring. But if I if I work at it and put some effort into it, I can come up with funny bits, as you may or may not see later in this show. And uh, like I think the last pod, the very last one we did, I don't think I brought my A game. I was tired. I didn't have enough time. I need to prepare mentally. Like just think about what I'm going to talk about and let that sit in my brain for a little while, and then I'll come up with stuff and I'll make it a better show. And when I don't have an opportunity to do that, if you can't do something the best you can, if you're not putting your best effort into it, you shouldn't do it at all, I think. So, yeah, there you have it. Well, I was going to say, I thought the last episode was was pretty good. Okay. I thought so. Um, but why don't you re-listen to it? And then you, <laughs> you could tell me. But I think, and I've, I've done the same. Like, I mean, if we're doing this much content, like not every episode's going to be the best. So all we could do is, you know, try to be well rested and blah, blah, blah. Don't be hungover. One of our more popular episodes, I was totally hungover. Like, I, I don't know like why I, I thought it was going to be all right, but we were drinking beers the previous day. So I guess I was just having a nice time and I don't, I mean, people like the episode. So I guess I, I've trained enough working hungover. It sounds like I drink a ton, but I, I drink a, quote, normal amount, I'll say, unquote. I think I remember that episode. That was when we were at Left Hand, I believe, on Sunday. And yep. we recorded on Monday. I, I do remember that one. <laughs> yeah. But I don't remember it being bad. So maybe yeah, maybe you're not only a functioning drinker, but maybe you're a, a high-functioning alcohol and the after effects of alcohol make you a better person, Doug. Maybe. I mean, I had the whole whole idea for doing resolutions for each other yeah hung over so okay and anything else on your reflection of the year um i am looking at my notes here and yeah i just i committed to too much and i didn't exercise enough one other thing i ran this shoes and brews 5k which is a running event at a brewery which is kind of odd but the drinking comes after you run and i ran my worst 5K prior to this was like 35 minutes and something. And I know I'm better than that. I've done a 5K in under 30 minutes. And this one, I ran that same amount. It, I didn't I didn't go over 36 minutes, but I came close. I'm like, shit. 
you're doing all this stuff, but you're not keeping up with the most important part of your life, and that is your health. Because if you don't have your health, you pretty much have nothing. Your whole nothing else really matters. So I want to focus more on my exercise. Nice. Okay. For me, I I have kind of uh, the opposite stuff going on. So I I just have a kind of a bulleted list here. And I, I worked a lot less this year. And it was kind of intentional. And I believe in a previous episode, I mentioned that my wife even noticed like, hey, I could tell you haven't been working as much the last couple months. And I thought that was a great thing. I don't know if she meant it as a compliment. I don't think she did, but I took it as one. I started a new YouTube channel back in January where I I thought I was going to like put a lot of effort into it. I watch a decent number of sort of productivity and self-improvement and uh, all sort of similar uh, themes where people do challenges to hopefully make them happier, healthier, or wiser or something like that. And I was planning on publishing like sort of higher quality videos, a lot more, just a lot more production value. And I never released one video with a higher production value. Um, I did a couple update videos and then I stopped it within a few weeks and basically bailed on it. So I I quit something (laughs) and it's like, it's like canceling a meeting or something like that. Like, quitting something is like crack. You're like, oh man, this was great. Like why, why did I even start that thing? It would have been fun, but it would have been a lot of work and it would have honestly more of a like solo endeavor. One of the reasons why I stopped that whole channel and just decided to put it on the back burner, I could always come back to it. That's the great thing. I can stop for now. If I'm interested in two years, I can come back to it. But we started this podcast instead, which has been a lot more social, right? We've not only been able to talk to each other and get to know each other better, but we're interviewing people and I've met like so many folks just through the podcast. So little sacrifice, like I, I killed the YouTube channel that I thought was going to be great. and I got to do something even better. So I think in the past, the sort of like the commitment that I made to do the channel, I maybe would have tried to do everything in parallel, but then I would have been all stressed out. And remind me what that YouTube channel was about self. What yeah, was it, about? it was uh, self-improvement and just like doing challenges. So I, the first video was going to be dry January. So I actually didn't drink, um, in 2021 in January and then, uh, you know, promptly started back up February 1st, but you know, I did dry January. So it was going to document like dry January, how it went, how I felt, that I sleep better, blah, blah, blah. And then I just quit doing it. Okay. (laughs) And another couple things along the same lines, I went to three personal finance events. So Camp Fi, FinCon, and Economy. It was a blast. I met a ton of people. We recorded a couple shows here and there. And I'm, I'm so glad that I quit the YouTube channel and didn't like put my time into that and instead just dis- did something that was like more social and that I would, you know, get out uh, and, and meet the people that I really enjoy being around. And then finally, even though I worked less, I took fewer big chunks of time off. So I think in 20, 
like 2018, 19, and 20, I took about three months off, like each of those years, uh, you know, pretty huge amount of time, not, not all at once. Usually it was about a month or six weeks at a time, but I didn't do that as much this year. I think I just took about a month off, um, maybe six weeks or something like that. So my, my time of less work was really less work each day or maybe a day off per week, like a lot more often. Or, I mean, there were many days where I just worked like maybe like an hour and a half in the morning and then just, you know, had a good, good fun rest of the day. What do you do with those other, cause you don't even have kids. So that's like 14 hours of freedom. What, what do you do when you only work for an hour and a half a day? What happens to those other hours? A lot of it is walking outside. So I'll walk Georgie, the dog, uh, quite a bit. I also, I'm not like a, a super in shape person, but I go to the gym probably five, six times a week. It's uh, if people have listened to a lot of shows. It's the apartment gym that's close by that I don't pay for. Um, it's a, it's a great deal and uh, they're closed on Sundays, but that's the only downside. So yeah, I'm, I'm heading over there and, you know, getting some exercise and I, I haven't been napping as much in the last month or so. But I, I started to nap a little bit more, which was a, a really nice move. It's kind of a, we'll, we'll talk about it more later, but napping's great. Doug, I applaud your underachievements. And it's so hard because, you know, to get, to build the business that I have or like to, uh, I mean, I wasn't a great employee, but like I tried to work hard and stuff and like, go, go, go and like be productive. So this is like the opposite of it. And it's like hard to turn like off that productivity, especially, you know, like the YouTube channel that I was talking about, I was inspired by a lot of people who are doing like productivity type challenges and like how to be as productive as you can in the smallest amount of time. And I've like, I've gone the other direction basically. Yeah. After a while, what is the purpose of being, of maximizing all that? I, I would say to a younger person is probably to make money. You want to maximize your everything about your life and the work you're doing so you can do the most and hopefully get paid the most and climb up the ladder. But yeah, we're both in the like post that, whatever you want to call that (laughs) stage of your life, like post achievement, I guess. So we're in like the, we're on the down slope. Like we've climbed the mountain and we've reached the peak and now we have to retrain ourselves to just uh, maybe enjoy the fruits of that because I guess that's probably why we worked and that's why we did all that stuff. I don't know if we knew it at the time. I certainly did not. I didn't know I'd be sitting here on a, I don't even know what day of the week it is. Is it Wednesday? It's great. Yeah, yeah. it's Wednesday. Who knows? doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> yeah, half the time, I don't know. Uh, and we're, we're so privileged. I'm so thankful for this. But when I was climbing the mountain doing all that, I never thought we'd I'd be here doing stuff like, like this. Right. And, and just a note of self-awareness. So you started on that, but- uh, I'm definitely very privileged. I had a lot of uh, advantages and uh, I also worked really hard. And a lot of the things that I worked on benefited from consistency, which I'm pretty good at, as I mentioned before. Um, but yeah, like climbing the mountain and like trying to get promoted when I was, you know, 30 years old and I, you know, kept kept doing all this extra shit to get like an 8% raise. And like, I mean, that was sustained for like two years 
three years just to get promoted to get this tiny raise. And now I could look back and see like, yeah, what a fucking waste. Like, who cares? It wasn't even that much money. Like it, it didn't even matter that much. Um, but it was so important. And then you're around a bunch of other people at work who are telling you it's important and they're all treating like uh, being a manager as, you know, this huge thing. And it, yeah, again, looking back, I'm pretty sure I would have, I would judge myself as the 30 year old. I would judge myself now poorly, like, hey, that guy's such a slacker, but um, I, I think I'm wiser now. But if I learned anything from, uh, you know, getting older is how stupid I was when I was like 18 and then look back. And then uh, I'm pretty sure when I was 30, I was an idiot. And I'm sure in 15 years, I'm going to look back and, and think, man, 42 year old Doug, he, he didn't know what was going on. What a moron. So I am aware. I'm aware of that. That's awesome. You took the question out of my, out of my mind. That's exactly what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Yeah. In a few years, I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> going to be the case, but I know it's going to, I know that's what's going to happen. Okay. Anything else on the personal level? Um, and I'm curious, so I, you, you did a lot of work. Any other highlights? Because you, you kind of talked about how you felt that it was uh, kind of a, a mistake to overcommit to stuff. So I know, I mean, we're, we're fresh off the economy uh, conference and you, you did a talk, you did an awesome job. So anything you want to kind of pump yourself up about? Uh, financially, it was a really, really good year unexpectedly because we've got all these issues going on in the world. I think our net worth is up like a million and a half, which is just insane. I was thinking about this yesterday. Like when I was a kid, I thought a million dollars was some crazy unachievable, unachievable amount of money. We'll never do that. But then here I've been sitting on my ass for the past year, spending a lot actually on all these improvements and we're still up. So that was cool, but that doesn't really have anything to do with me, I guess that's stuff I set in motion many years ago. That just, it's the magic of compound interest, but yeah, it was a good year. I guess by the highlight, one of my highlights, professional highlights, if you call it, like we can't call it professional anymore because we're really not professionals. I don't know. What would you call it? Like what we do? Um, uh, I, I don't, some sort of intellectual masturbation. Is that, can we say that? <laughs> sounds right. As long as, uh, but we do it together too, so that's uh, <laughs> ah bad. We're going on a bad path. Um, yeah, I'm sorry if there are any children in the audience. Uh, yeah. Anyway, doing the thing at Economy, that big talk was probably the professional, anti-professional. Uh, what did you say? Individual masturbation. Um, intellectual. In intellectual. <laughs> yeah. I think individual masturbation. That's yeah, redundant. Yeah, man. it's redundant. <laughs> uh, yeah, the intellectual. Masturbation. Is that URL taken? We should see before this goes live. It probably is. We'll yeah. check. That's actually a pretty good URL. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Imagine the t-shirts we could have for that one. <laughs> <laughs> have you stroked your ego this year? Um, anyway, the, the talk on economy was really good. That was probably my I am highlight. I'm not saying that term again. That was my I am highlight for the year, being able to go up and do that and having that opportunity. Thank you, Diana from Economy, if you're listening. And uh if you heard my talk, I hope you enjoyed that. That was my favorite part of the year. And people will be able to check out your talk on YouTube. I talked to Diana just the other day. So those are coming out really soon. So depending on when you listen to this, either it'll be available or it'll be within days. So cool. So uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about, uh, speaking of the talk, so 
small tangent, I did read your blog post over at 1500days.com about sort of the recap of giving the talk. And I mean, you alluded to it before where maybe you're not going to give any more talks because it's a huge amount of effort, a little bit stressful. And, you know, while it's very rewarding, like it may not be a thing you're going to go back to the well on. So any thoughts on that as far as like the, the commitment of time and effort versus the reward you get? Yeah, talks are a hard one because especially if it's a big audience, it, there's two things that there's two issues with it. If it's a if it's a big audience, you have to do lots of preparation because if there's 20 people watching and you screw it up, who cares? But if there's 500 people watching and this thing is going to be put on YouTube and a good friend is asking you to do this, you really don't want to screw it up. So there's a ton of preparation for something that's going to take 20 minutes of your time when it all comes down to it or, or 25 minutes. The other thing about that is with a lot of my smaller talks, especially the Camp FIs, there'd be different people. So I would just recycle my material and make it a little bit better. I'd always be adding and honing stuff down, but it would be kind of the, the same basic talk. I would always apologize to people who happen to come to the same event twice. But if you've done a big talk like economy, chances are much greater that someone at a future event is going to see that. I don't want to give the same thing every time. And so then what that all means is you've got to come up with new material every time. It's a lot of work because you got to think of it, then you have to practice it, and what you think might work doesn't work. So it's this constant refinement, and it's just a whole lot of effort. So yeah, I'm not sure if I'll do another talk, or I think if I did, it would be something more informal. Like I wouldn't mind doing something on Camp FI, but maybe a live podcast recording, kind of what we did before. Maybe not a formal talk, or if I did something maybe a workshop with the audience members that is repeatable, but yeah, probably not a formal talk or not for a while. Now, if mm -hmm. someone from some huge thing came and asked me like, Hey, world domination summit, which I'll never be asked to do. Cause that's a big deal, but something like that, I probably would make the effort and do it. But yeah, otherwise probably not unless maybe for a good friend, like if you or Diana had a request, maybe then, but otherwise no. And I saw Pete, left a comment on that blog post and mentioned, you know, kind of what you're talking about and potentially doing something where you don't have to prepare. A panel is great. I mean, you just answer some questions and it's a little bit, um, it's more informal instead of like delivering a message that people need to get something out of. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I mean, I was kind of on the fence anyway, and we talked about this, but after hearing you talk about that and seeing Pete's comment and like seeing several people that were relatively stressed out from giving the talks, I was like, ah, you know what? I don't know if that looks very fun to me. The panels look all right. And we could sort of cheat potentially and do live podcasts like th that's entertaining and you don't have to prepare nearly as much and I'm a little more, I mean, usually it's with another person, so you don't have to be as, as on. So, okay, very good. Thanks for letting us go on the tangent there. All right. Where the heck are we? Goals for uh, 2022 for Mile High Five? Yeah, I think that's it. All right. So I have a couple, couple things to note here. So number one, this is going to be a network. So I don't think we mentioned it publicly before, but we're going to have other shows and at least one other show is going to be launching soon. So it, it could actually be within a couple weeks here. And I'm, I'm pretty excited. Uh, other 
people that we've interviewed are, are going to be doing the show. So it's Robert and Carla from, I think it was the mini retirement and sabbatical episode. So I'm excited about that. I won't mention too much more about their show, but it should be coming out soon. So any, what, what do you think about the network idea? Cause we kind of tossed it around, but like, yeah, where do you sit now? Yeah, I think it's great. One of the great life hacks is if you could leverage some of your existing strengths and calling this podcast a strength might be stretching it at this point. But yeah, I, I think we're kind of, successful, especially for a younger podcast. So we're leveraging what we had to help someone out and then they'll help us out. Like who knows, they could get bigger than us and that would be great if that actually happened. But like bigger pockets is like that. They're all their podcasts help each other. So I think adding more podcasts to it is a wonderful idea. And we've batted around many, many ideas. So you might have to hear from just Doug and I multiple times per week as well. Right. And that is, you know, that's Part of it. I mean, I think we we haven't talked about how much um, uh, jumping back to adding other shows to the network. We haven't discussed like how many shows we would want to have. It's kind of unclear how much work it's going to be. So it's definitely turning out a little bit different than I expected initially. Um, it will be okay, but I'm kind. I kind of like to see how things play out naturally and then adjust once things are in motion, and then we could figure out how to be more efficient. And again, uh, the whole goal with a lot of this is like to have fun. So I think so far I've done like a lot of the kind of executive producing on the other show. And have you, I, I can't remember if you've checked out one of the episodes yet, but I, I think we'll, it'll be much more clear in probably a month or two, like how much work it will be um, to add other shows. So I, I would think we'll, we'd probably add at least one other show in the next calendar year, but I'm not really sure. So do you have any ideas? <laughs> yeah, I think the, uh, I see you've got it in our show notes. I think the Friday night or the Friday episode that we've talked about could be a lot of fun. Uh, like you said, a lot of these things, if we start working at them and decide that they suck or it's too much and we're not enjoying mm -hmm. it, then we just stop doing it and we're not going to get into any trouble. Right. Right. And then the, you know, the thing you just mentioned, like we will be doing a second episode per week for this show. So it'll just be Carl and I, and we may talk some current events and maybe smaller topics in general. Like one thing I haven't told you about, and I don't know if you saw the Trello uh, note, but I'm getting more interested in crypto and Bitcoin. And that's, that's real. It's, it's real. So I, I think we can have a cool conversation because, um, I've, I've been gathering a lot more information and I have a take on it. That's probably a little bit different than what we might see in social media or like bullshit, uh, that we may see out there. So that could be an episode, kind of a tight little, uh, encapsulated topic. You know, I think it'll be like 20, 30 minutes, something like that for the second episode per week. Yeah. I, I hope you're not doing that episode just to pump your, we talked about Doug coin and your, ICO, that stands for Initial Coin Offering. And I don't know if you've gotten around to that, Doug. I think that might be one of your 2022 goals. But yeah, don't just use it to pump your Doug coin. We, it remains to be seen. People will have to tune in for that episode. All right. And, and any other goals on your end for Mile High Five? I just want to continue to grow it. I guess we should be in this for ourselves. But again, if zero people listen to it, if we were just talking into an empty room every week, I would not continue to do it. 
Uh, and part of that is uh, an ego boost, which is bad. You shouldn't do things to feel good just because other people, just because of other people. But I think what makes it better is the interaction with other people. I know we've got some devoted fans and it's kind of nice to interact with them. And sometimes they elevate us and give us ideas for shows. So yeah, I hope we continue to grow our audience and continue to have great people on there. I know there's a couple of guests we really want to get on in 2022. Hopefully we get to that. I'm not going to state them publicly, state who they are publicly, but yeah, just continue to get a little bit better and have more fun. And I think, you know, one area that's tough, I mean, there's no like specific way to do it to like grow a podcast and get more listeners. I mean, the thing is, I mean, I'm, I'm really happy with where we are right now. And I mean, I, I'm happy to share, or do you have any reservations sharing our downloads or anything? Oh, like no, that? I don't care. And I don't even know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> You're just the, uh, the sexy talent that comes in, yells at a microphone every now and then. Did you read my bold points for my future? <laughs> So it's around a thousand downloads per episode or so. And then the YouTube side is a lot more variable depending on the guest or the topic of the show. But, you know, that's, I mean, that's really good for the number of shows that we put out and the total number of downloads I'm really happy with. But as we're doing things and we can't get away from like looking at you know, whatever metrics are available and like to try to improve. So even though I've talked about how lazy I am and how I'm trying to do like less and less work, I do want to improve what I'm working on. Otherwise there's not really a point, I don't think. So I would like to get more downloads and we're going to have to brainstorm and think about it. You and I don't love social media so much, but that could be a piece where we have a social media manager that can help us out in that area. Is it very effective? Fuck, I don't even know because, um, you know, it's a good way to like spread the word, but are, are there a lot of people that actually like see your Instagram story and then head directly over to their podcast player and actually listen to your show? I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, it could be just a way to, you know, pump the internet full of more videos and stuff. I'm not really sure. Um, so we'll, we'll have to think about it, but I mean, I would want to get more downloads in the, the benefit, the first benefit we'll get out of it is we'll probably be able to get some ads and then we'll probably be able to hire an editor to do a little bit more editing. We could clean up some of the stuff we're doing. I mean, I love the natural flow that we normally have, but there are certain pieces that we can do a better job on and an editor would really help out. And I don't want to overproduce it. Some shows sound like they're not natural because every, like it's perfect and people know how imperfect both, both of us are. So they, they'd see right through it. So, all right. I think that's it. So let's move on to the resolutions. So I had this uh, hungover idea, apparently at a Waffle House in Cincinnati. I think some people that were at Economy uh, probably ate there too. And the general idea is just picking resolutions for each other. And my thought was to have some broad categories of productivity, business, health, and fitness. And I, th I think what we can do, because I kind of have a list and I'm not a big resolution person like I was talking about. So maybe we can throw it out there and, and kind of help each other pick so that we're not assigning each other something terrible. Like if I assigned you like um, something that you just hate, 
like eating asparagus every day. Funny you mentioned asparagus, Doug. That's going to come up later. <laughs> All right. You want to kick it off? Uh, yeah. My first one, I feel like I'm kind of cheating here because we talked about this already. I know it, it, this has to do in the business category with this podcast. Uh, I know you're an SEO expert. You invented, what's that? The golden shower? No, golden ratio. That's what, It's golden ratio, right? You did not invent the golden shower. I don't think so. I'm just a, a appreciator. But uh, yeah, keyword golden ratio. Yeah. <laughs> I feel all warm and tingly outside. <laughs> okay. And that's why we need an editor. Yeah. So one of my goals for you, Doug, was to get the podcast up to 1 million downloads. But and then I, I put here, I would take 10,000 per episode instead of a million. So 1% of that. And I've got some notes here and kind of, you alluded to this a moment ago, like I bring the good looks, the intelligence, the wit, the soothing voice. All I'm asking you to do, Doug, is to leverage some of your SEO skills to build this podcast up a little bit more. People, what it comes down to is people need to hear our message, Doug, and you have the skills to get our message out there. So I love the 10K per episode benchmark. That's great. The problem with SEO is search engine optimization. No one's searching for the shit we're talking about, and very rarely are people searching to then listen to a podcast. So we'll, we'll have to figure that out. You look puzzled, so. No, I, I just have some thoughts on that. You, yeah. There's 7 billion people in the world and not all of them have internet access, but I think we could really leverage some keywords like asparagus pee. Like how many people are searching that? I'll bet there's at least tens of thousands per month and we could rank number one for that because who brings that up as often as we do, Doug? I'll check on that. The, yeah, I think- I didn't even think about vegetables, number one, and not asparagus specifically, but that's something I can look at. And I don't, so, okay, I'll research it and see what I can find out. But I do, I, the, the root of that is more downloads, 10K is a cool goal. 10,000 per episode. Yeah, do you think that's actually feasible or? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I don't, I, we, we have, we have other friends who podcast in, I have like a general idea of some other uh, shows that are in our same like realm. And I think, you know, potentially we could catch up and, and surpass them. And it's, I mean, they're in the same like relative area. So I, I think it's, I think it's totally possible, especially uh, the, the guests that we are able to get They're They're pretty good. They're pretty good. Yeah. So we could pull people in with our guests. And on a serious note, I have, done little to no work, which means no work on this whole topic. So one of my goals is to do more and help Doug a little bit out with everything but the golden showers in 2022. You're on your own there. <laughs> and I think on a similar note, yeah, I'll, we could share this goal, which actually makes sense since we're both working on this show. But there are a handful of things that I think you can do with your blog and potentially you're, you're biggest on Twitter, right? Like the number of followers. I think so. There's 20,000. I don't know what's big and what's not big. That's, that's pretty big. I think I have like not even 2000. So I think there are things that both of us could do to like get people to be more aware. So it's now that we've gotten, you know, 30 plus shows out, like we're, we're a little bit more competent not completely, but a little bit more. And I think, you know, now we can probably like 
spread the word a little bit more. And there's a, a few, I have a few other ideas around it. So we could, we could share this goal and, um, 10 K. Yeah. I think it's do- doable. Cool. All right. So on the business side, um, I, I literally had the same one. So I, I sort of cheated and, uh, grow the podcast, grow the network a little bit. And I think we'll have to back into the specifics later offline. So I'm going to keep going on the productivity side for you, Carl. I have a few things listed. So I'm going to, I'm kind of going to go through them and then maybe you could pick one or two that seem pretty good. I think you may already have this on your own list, but it's do less and commit to fewer things. So that's the first one. You've already gave us background on that. An easier one is journaling. Sometimes journaling is a helpful thing. Meditation. Do you meditate now? Um, I have in the past, but I dropped the practice. Okay. The other is around reading. So I think you've been so busy this year, you probably haven't done a ton of reading. That is correct. I And I really miss it. I love to read everything. Yeah. And finally, in this is probably more for me than you, but I don't know your social media habits. So I noted limit social media. Ooh. Is that something you, you get into? It is for very specific things, but I end up spending a lot of time on it, like certain stocks that I own. I feel like I need to come up with them or I need to feel, I need to keep up with them. So I right. spend way too much time reading certain people's feeds. Got it. So yeah, I had several on there. Are there any that, uh, that you're interested in or specifically not interested in? Yeah, I, I got to say all these pique my interest and I've actually done all of these before, but one I want to ask you about specifically is number two, the, the journaling. When do you do it? What do you write? Why do you do it? And what do you get out of it? I can repeat <laughs> those as we go through it. I don't have a journaling practice specifically. I have done it in the past. Um, I've used like sort of the five minute journal format for a little while, but at some point that format just became redundant. I was just writing the same shit like over and over again, and it wasn't really helpful. So I actually have a notebook next to me. So I was actually writing out um, some of the thoughts I had for the discussion today. So I, I didn't even look at it. I just wrote it out and kind of collected my thoughts. So that was helpful to prepare like for a discussion. So a little journaling around that. And in the past, sometimes if I feel overwhelmed, which not this year, right? Cause I was like working less and just being lazier. I um, would potentially feel overwhelmed and do somewhat of a brain dump. Sometimes it would just be like listing out bullet points, other times like uh, a broad topic and then maybe just free uh, writing for about a paragraph or two or until my my thoughts were were uh, sort of clear after that. And it just kind of gets it out of my head okay. and then I don't have to worry about it anymore. So like I said, this year I haven't journaled too much because overall, like I've been doing less and napping sounds so lazy. It sounds like a stoner, right? I'm like, I'm hungover. I haven't been working. I don't care about my, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty productive for the small amount of uh, time that I work. Uh, as far as getting things out of it, again, I think it removes some of the stress. The other part is it actually clears up and clarifies my thoughts 
on something. So I mentioned a journal today preparing to do this talk and or this discussion, this podcast here. And basically, I wasn't 100% sure what I was going to say because I had not thought through it. And I do realize if I am thinking out loud, sometimes you say dumb shit and then you can't edit it. So if I, I write it down, it, it's a, a lot more clear and I kind of have an idea how I think about a specific topic versus thinking out loud, which can be a lot sloppier. Okay. What about meditation? Do you have a meditation practice? No. No, okay. For, I think it was a few years ago uh, when I was a little more stressed out and working a lot harder on like everything. I, I think I meditated for something like 90 days straight or something like that. And I used the app Calm and it was fine. I don't think I got a huge out, a huge benefit from the meditation specifically other than, you know, just sitting quietly for a little while. The other part is because I walk outside and occasionally do like some light endurance uh sports, not not sports, but exercise, endurance exercise. If I don't listen to anything, that's kind of like meditation. So if you go out for a jog for like 40 minutes and you're not listening to anything, like you kind of can just focus on running, for example. So I don't, I don't meditate now. Okay. So what do you do? Your jog, do you usually not listen to anything or? So I, yeah, good question. I specifically omitted that recently I have been listening to just like podcasts more. So that is not a meditation time and I haven't been running as much. So I made it sound, I mean, you saw right through me, man. I made it sound like I run and meditate. I have an Achilles issue. I haven't been running as much. And the times that I do go out, I'm listening to a podcast. So um, I think the sort of meditation time is probably during my naps. So sometimes you don't fall asleep, but at least you're laying in a quiet room that's dark and you're, you're like laying there quietly. Okay. Yeah. So two thoughts on these things. I think the journaling thing, I have done it before, although I didn't keep up with it, but I think when I would do it, I would either do it at the beginning of the day or the end of the day. And I would kind of review what happened that day and kind of, maybe I got too into it because I would kind of rate myself, like give myself a number on how successful I was that day. And that might be. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. You're like, you failed today. Yeah. Yeah. Most <laughs> of the time it was like a two or three. Sometimes you'd have a seven, but I, I think it was positive. Just forcing yourself to reflect on the day and maybe it helps you commit your memories and learn a little bit more. But the, the meditation, when I did do that, I find it helps. I think we're, more distracted than ever with social media, and it can be hard to quiet the mind, especially when it comes time to go to sleep. And I just realized this a couple of years ago. I'm such an idiot. Like, if you sit there in bed and you think about stuff, you're not going to go to sleep because your brain's like, okay, we're going to think we're not going to choose to sleep, and you can't do both. So I found what helps me go to sleep is to try to push the thoughts away like they teach you in, in meditation clear your head, focus on your breathing or whatever. And if I do that, if I'm successful, I'll go to sleep really, really fast, which was kind of an epiphany. But I think meditation kind of helps you with that, take control back over your mind. But I do like all these. I guess the only other one I want more clarification on is the reading. Did you have reading any any kind of content or just reading in general? Reading in general, I think. I... 
actually this year I've read very few nonfiction books and I've read a lot of fiction, usually before bed, speaking of like falling asleep easily and quickly. Like, I mean, I, I usually don't do any work for the you know last half of the day or something like that, you know, six hours before bed. So it's not like I'm thinking about work or anything like that or something I need to do. So um, I'll, I'll read fiction, really easy to fall asleep. And I put it on here just because I know that you do like to read and that you were so busy this year that you probably weren't able to. So that's why I put it on there. Yeah. And I always still do, but it's right before bed, maybe for like half an hour to an hour. So one thing I thought of before we talked about any of this was maybe just setting aside an hour in the afternoon to pick up a book. And I find I like reading the fiction before bed, but not like nonfiction will keep me up at least because then your brain starts thinking you're not going to read some heavy duty shit about economics because then your brain is all wound up. It's nice to unwind with some mindless Stephen King material or something like that. So yeah, I, I like all these. So my, my overarching one is to do less except for journaling, meditation, reading, and I guess social media is doing less. So yeah, I appreciate these, Doug. And I will work on them, and I'm going to take a picture of these, and I think we should review these at the end of next year. Well, one thing, um, actually, I'll, I'll come back to a like a final a final point, like after we go through, since we're only part part of the way done here. Um, so you you did one for me. I just did several for you in the productivity range. So. What do you have for me over there? Do you have some more? Yeah, I have okay. another one. So as, as I came to sit down today, there was actually a guitar blocking my seat. And as I look around here, there's fucking guitars everywhere. There's like 500 of them. Now, back up to economy, we met Piggy, whose real name is Jess, uh, from Bitches Get Riches. And we were talking about, I don't know how we got on the topic, but she plays the guitar and uh, her and her podcast partner, Lauren Kitty did a, a, a hilarious, I think they did their theme song, the Pitches Get Riches theme song. So at one point we got to talking with Jess and, and Jess actually is local. So Jess is like, hey, you should come down to open night at this brewery down here in Denver. And I think Doug immediately shot it down. But And I've never actually heard you play, but I'm sure you're better than you think you are. And the other thing Piggy offered was to accompany you. She said she would sing and maybe she would accompany you on guitar too. So there's not a lot of stress. I would be there in the audience for support, but I think you should put these guitars to work and, and do something public. And if not that, if you don't want to do that, you could do something at the HQ, although that might be even more pressure. That'd be worse. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be worse. <laughs> Open night, you can go up there for like two minutes and get off the stage. But yeah, I think you and... Uh, you and Piggy should do something at Gold Spot. And I'll be up there supporting you. I can't play shit, so I could get like the tambourine or is that what that thing is called with the yeah. what, whatever's on it? Yeah, I do that or maybe a cowbell. <laughs> Come fear the, don't fear the reaper. That's a pretty good one. Um, we, uh, Elizabeth and I, my wife, she's been playing the ukulele, ukulele for the, uh, for the mainlanders. Um, for a couple years and she really likes to have like a specific goal. So she was like, we should learn, you know, more songs together. Like a couple years ago, we, we learned probably five or six songs that we could play together. So it may be something, uh, to put on the calendar. And, you know, one of the things I, I do want to do is practice and play guitar like more and more and get better. And I've gone, you know, up and down with my sort of commitment level and how much I practice. But like many things, like if you don't have structure around it, it's really easy to just 
you know, pick up the guitar, strum a little bit, not really push yourself farther to like learn new things or develop new techniques or become more, uh, just like, uh, I don't like finger mobility, that sort of thing. So, okay. That's a good one. Okay. What I didn't know you and Elizabeth had a band together. Did one of you sing or? She can sing a little bit. I don't have the coordination to sing or talk. If you ask me a yes or no question while I'm playing guitar, I basically like drop everything and fall down. Like I, I'm like, ah, I don't know. I can't do it. Yeah. So this kind of reminds me, we've, we're both fans of Arrested Development when Tobias and his wife had their folk band. And then I think they did like a, a drug commercial or something like that. Timo Seal. Yeah, Timo Seal. That was it. So I picture you and Elizabeth on stage with uh, hippie outfits or whatever they had on. I don't know what you'd be singing about. Maybe not Timo Seal. Maybe. Well, what songs did you play? You said you knew five or six. Do you care to tell the audience what any of them were? Oh, gosh. I'm trying to. I can't uh, remember very many of them. I think one of them is a Bell and Sebastian song called uh, Get Me Away From Here, I'm Dying or something like that. So uh, kind of a darker song. And there's a Tesla song that's called, uh, fuck, it was on the tip of my tongue, What You Give. You know Uh, that song? I do know that song. It has a great uh, opening riff that goes through the whole song. Very straightforward to play. So that could be a good one. And I I bet Piggy can sing that one. Piggy may be able to sing that one for us. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, I know music, I know music theory. Maybe I'll write one for you. Clifford the Big Red Doug. What <laughs> rhymes with Doug? Do you have any? Do, were you going to say something? No, I'm trying I'm trying to think off the top of my head. This song, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. It'll be a future episode. <laughs> Clifford the Big Red Doug at Gold Spot Brewing sometime in 2022. Stay tuned. So I'm going to jump over to the fitness and health health section for you, Carl. And again, I I noted a few of them so that you can choose what works best for you. So number one, napping. I think it'll change your life. It'll be hard for you to do, but it'll be amazing. Because you've talked about like not being a great sleeper generally. No, I think I've taken one nap since 2017 when I stopped working. Man, so sad. You're missing out, man. Missing out. All right. Next is, I I just noted it as strength and cardio. And you alluded to, um, you know, getting back in shape a little bit more. And I don't know what you like to do exactly. Um, And related is hiking. So for a little while, we, I mean, we've gone probably on like half a dozen hikes this year together, uh, sometimes in a bigger group and all that. But that could be a thing to just, you know, take the place of the cardio and you're outdoors, not like on a treadmill, something boring. I mean, there's so many beautiful trails around here and pretty easy to get to uh, different areas. Finally, cold showers. You ever get into cold showering? <laughs> Wait, did you say cold or no, <laughs> never mind? Um, yeah, I have. I used to, when I was a kid, I would crank the water all the way to the coolest setting and get in there and take a shower sometimes. And I have done it Recently, too. I, I don't do it every day, though. It depends what my willpower is when I go to take the shower. But so you apparently do this, or is it something you don't do like these other things? Okay. So like, I've done it in the past, done it in the past, and I kept it up for a little while. And, you know, it was invigorating, but I just haven't, I haven't gone back over. And it's so cold. It's difficult, <laughs> right? Ugh. It's supposed to be good for you though, like gets your endorphins up or some shit. I know like the the Finnish people, they do something where they go in a sauna and then they go out in the cold, 
some shit. It's probably something they don't do at all. They're probably just trying to fuck with us dumb Americans. And then they laugh at us when we do it. But. I have done uh, in, in Bozeman, there's some hot springs around there and Bozeman hot springs just outside of town. They would have a few different hot tubs out there. And then they would have a, basically a cold hot tub that was, I mean, it's a cold tub, cold plunge. And it was, I think, I think it was like 60 degrees. I mean, it doesn't sound too cold, but if you're in, you know, 104 and then you go into the 60 degree, it feels like it's ice. I mean, it, it was rough. So I would do that occasionally, you know, the rare times that we would go over to the hot springs, but yeah, cold showers, I don't do on a regular basis at all. Okay. Well, I think all these are good. The napping one is difficult, but I guess napping could be a metric for how well I adjust to doing less. Because the reason I don't nap well is I always have this sense of urgency in the back of my head saying, you can't slow down. You need to finish this, this, and this. So if I can actually train myself to do less, then perhaps I would be better at napping. It'll be a challenge for you for sure. Okay. Next... What do you have for me anymore on the list there? Uh, I do have one more for you, and it's kind of a big one, and this might be a delicate and sensitive topic for you, Doug. So I was listening to someone talk, and this is a while ago, and they're like, well, if you've got a friend with some kind of addiction, you don't bring your friend over their poison. You tell A true friend would tell their friend to stop with the poison, right? If your friend's a drunk, you don't bring him a six-pack of beer every time you tell him to, to stop fucking drinking. So I, this all came to a head last Sunday when you came over to our house for dinner. And so we had a little pizza party. My wife got these spent grains and decided we wanted to have spent grain pizza. And I pick up a piece of pizza, and there's some weird stuff on top of it. I'm like, what the hell is this? It looks like you put green beans on the pizza or something. And then she's like, oh, it's asparagus. I'm like, why is there asparagus on top of the pizza? And Mindy's like, well, I talked to Doug, and, and, and Doug really wanted it on top of the pizza. I'm like, oh, Doug, 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 this is an issue. So then earlier this week, I was going through, we have – a Google Drive where we keep all of our podcast episodes and we write ideas for them. But I'm going to show this if you're on YouTube. So I don't know if this probably doesn't show up, but it says the asparagus episode part one. So apparently there's going to be more of them. And I didn't put this in there. So Doug put this in there. And I just want to read some of Doug's outline for this potential episode. He starts out with the history of asparagus. That sounds good. And then it looks like you've got a book idea in here or some concept you wanted to talk about. The asparagus diet, how to lose weight and get ripped eating only asparagus. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, Doug, but we could talk more about that. Um, white asparagus, friend or foe. <laughs> I, I've never had white asparagus, so I can't comment on that. And then you've got a bunch of show notes on here. Um, let's see this one. Let's do a live recording from the San Joaquin Asparagus Festival. So I Googled this, and apparently in Stockton, California, there is an asparagus f festival and it has been scheduled, I think it's May or maybe June of 2022. So apparently that's something Doug wants to do. And then he's got a list of sponsors he wanted to get for this episode. And I'll read some of these. The Advancement of Asparagus Society, A-A-S-A-S-S. -S. I, don't, I don't know how you say that. We have a town up here in Colorado called Salida, which is famous for their asparagus crops. So they have something called the Asparagus Society of Salida. That one is A-S-A-S-S. -S. And then I didn't know this, but Doug's got on here 
dating sites related to asparagus. This is, <laughs> this is blows my mind. So he's got one called okay. Asparagus, which I guess is like, okay, Cupid. Is that true? Doug? Is that, I think so. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and then he's got, I hope there's no children listening because this gets a little bit into sketchy, te- sketchy territory, adult asparagus finder. <laughs> so that must be like the tender or something of the asparagus dating world where you hook up with fellow <laughs> asparagus lovers. I never heard any of this. And then he's got some business ideas on here. We were talking about adding new podcasts and Doug alluded to some that we haven't discussed, but I think it's this one. Asparagus Daily, a daily podcast where we cover all the important news in the world of asparagus. I didn't know there was that much daily news in the world of asparagus, but I guess you're into this more than I am. Uh, Only asparagus, kind of like OnlyFans, but with asparagus. (laughs) So I'm not, is that just picks of asparagus or what's going on there? People posting? It's mostly movies. Yeah, actually. (laughs) We'll put that in the show notes. So. Everyone else can check that out. And then you have a whole line of products around asparagus pea, um, a scented candle, uh, an asparagus pea <laughs> candle, scratch and sniff stickers for the kids, a personal lubricant. <laughs> yeah. So, so Doug, I'm not sure what to think about these. I, I, I did look at all this and I, I've considered this and I'm your friend. And I will be your sponsor if you need me to, but there's an organization called Asparagus Anonymous for people with asparagus addictions, Doug. And if you need any help, I'm here for you. It's the other AA. Yeah. So I don't know what category this fits into, maybe self-help or personal development, but, oh, I think I smell something in here. <laughs> is it the, uh, is it the plant? No, I didn't fart. Doug, it's coming from, It's. I smell something coming from Doug's side. Doug, what's that in the bag behind you? If you're watching this on YouTube. <laughs> you want me to grab the bag? Yeah, Doug, this isn't what I think it is, is it? What's, Doug, I hope this isn't what I think it is. <laughs> okay, here we Guil- go. Guilty as charged. Oh my God. He's There's got the contraband s- right there. Asparagus. This is real. We don't have the production uh, facilities to do this post post production. So this is real. This is real asparagus. Oh dog. Here here I'll this take smells one. Smells so sweet. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Hey, do what I- <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, raw asparagus actually not so good. Here I'll I'll set a timer and see when your pee smells. <laughs> Yeah, but Doug, we know you have a problem when you're... Does Elizabeth even know about your secret stash down here? You, do you go down here in, in the middle of the night and just break into the asparagus? <laughs> yeah, this is where I keep it, uh, down in the cellar area. Keeps it fresh. And yeah, we'll make those uh, notes available so people can check them out if they want to see the dark crevices of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Any others? <laughs> well, I think that's all I have for you. On a serious note, when I was going through all this, I think Doug is pretty well adjusted. So trying to come up with goals for Doug was actually a challenge because I think Doug is actually doing most things in life right, except for the asparagus episode. Except for, yeah, the asparagus. Doug can improve on that. But yeah, indeed, it, it was hard to come up with improvements for Doug, but that's all I have for you, Doug. Thank you. So one thing, um, and we don't have to figure it out now, but 
I usually don't set like goals in general and I don't do resolutions. I'll review things or pick up habits like along the year. And I really want to do things that are not like a resolution where you just do it for uh, like a few weeks and then forget about it. I want to do things that I can maintain and really have like more of a lifestyle or a system to make it work. So one thing I want us to figure out maybe offline is to quantify or describe the system, how we're going to be able to do less, right? For you, you kind of said like, Hey, I'm going to say no to basically everything. Yep. So, I mean, you'll have to figure out what to say yes to. And some of the others, right. They could be hard, especially if you're like, I'm going to journal every day. That's pretty fucking hard. Like it might be better to journal maybe twice a week. Maybe you could set a schedule. Maybe you don't. And it's not a big deal if you miss a day, you could just pick it up the next week. So a lot of times, like in the past, maybe when I was much younger, I would set some resolution and then maybe it's going to the gym, right? Super common. Work out, lose X number of pounds. And then like once you screw up, you spiral out of control and then you don't do it anymore and you forget about it. So I try to do things that are easily maintainable and not like overcommit and make it like impossible to be successful. So let, let a leeway with it or like, you know, the meditation, like meditating twice a day for 20 minutes, pretty hard. If you could do it instead, maybe like a couple times a week and that's a success, then you won't <laughs> rate your day at two as a you know total failure when you journal, for example. So we could figure that out and, you know, same deal with hiking. Like it'd be tough to, to say like, Hey, I'm going to, we're going to hike 10 miles every week. Like that's going to be tough to do, but we can make it more bite-sized and doable. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, that's interesting. Like how do you create a matrix around doing less? And I think like that one, and, and maybe the only one is more subjective, but we talked about who was the guy, Derek Sievers. I forgot. Sievers, yeah, Derek yeah. Sievers. So one of his philosophies, we talked about it in the economy recap episode is if it's not a hell yes in your life, say no to it. So unless you feel very passionate about it, say no. And I think that's going to be what I do anytime someone asks me to do something that's a big ask, maybe longer than an hour or, hey, you want to come down to Denver and do this? Like, uh, (laughs) it better be well worth my time if I got to get my ass down to Denver for something. But yeah, all, all the other ones I think are kind of measurable, but I like and I don't like about what you said about the journaling because I think – well, maybe the journaling probably isn't that applicable. But I think for the meditation, that's one that you might have to do on a pretty consistent basis and not let it go for it to be effective. You have to train your mind and it has to be a, a consistent practice. And maybe a, another example of that is learning a language. You can't do it for eight hours one week and then – give up on it for the next two weeks. It's not going to stick. You need a consistent practice. But on the other hand, I think for most of these things, if you allow yourself a little flexibility, you're probably more likely to stick with them. You won't have the attitude where, oh, I didn't do it. I said I was going to do it every other day and I skipped Wednesday. So now I can just, I failed. So I'm going to dismiss this goal. So I think giving yourself a little bit of flexibility when you can is a great thing. And for example, hiking, let's go on a hike a week, but maybe one week we end up going for three hikes because some people are doing something on Saturday and then we went on our Thursday hike. So then it doesn't happen the next week and we can be okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. So something, something we could figure out and then, uh, yeah, 
we'll uh we'll check back in maybe we could do some like quarterly updates to see like how we're progressing along the way also to keep us accountable too yeah i think a quarterly update is a good one i really want to do the strength training one and that's kind of why what i think i'll be doing this afternoon so maybe we do a a topless episode like a quarter from now. I'm just kidding. No, no one wants to see that. That'd be horrific. That'd be the worst thing we could possibly do. I think that'd be the perfect time to bust out those mesh tank tops. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. We, we have to find a source for those. So I think um, I'm going to save everybody and we can end this episode. Otherwise, we're just going to keep rambling on. So any, any other thoughts on uh, the review, uh, upcoming sort of resolution slash goals for us? No, just a thank you to Doug for doing this project with me. This has been a lot of fun and I look forward to seeing what we do in 2023 or 2022. God, I don't remember what date is. I don't even know what the hell year it is. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Doug. And I'll see you next time. Yeah. Thanks, man. And uh, let's go steam up this uh, asparagus.